Welcome to the podcast from Trinity United Methodist Church in Ruston, Louisiana. Our prayer is that God uses this time to speak specifically to you, regardless of where you are on your faith journey. We'd also like to invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.45, either in person or online at www.trinityruston.org. Thanks for listening. For the day comes from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. May we hear the word of God together. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength He exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, we hear your word and Holy Spirit, we ask for the wisdom to understand it. Amen. Little Sally's family was hosting Thanksgiving for all of their extended family, and there were quite a large number of people at the house. Sally's mother asked her as the meal began, sweetheart, would you like to say the blessing? Well, I don't know what to say. Well, just say what you've heard mommy say. Dear Lord, why did I invite all of these people here today? I don't even like half of them. You know, sometimes our true feelings come out. And as Paul the Apostle traveled and founded churches, he wrote letters back to these churches. And many times when he wrote back to the churches, his true feelings came out. Sometimes he had hard, work, he had hard words of rebuke. Sometimes he had challenges he had to present. And other times, like here in his letter to Ephesus, he had warm words, words of love, words of encouragement. Paul wrote here in the opening to this letter to this congregation, I give thanks to God because of you. And he cites their faith in Christ and their love for one another as reasons that he gives thanks for them specifically. This week is Thanksgiving week. Whether we will gather in person with our families, whether we will have what many have now deemed Zoom's giving, whatever way we participate, this is a week 
This is a time in our lives in which we give thanks to God. And I think if we're being honest, gratitude is an important aspect of the Christian life. Having a heart that is thankful, giving thanks to God is something which we are instructed to do by the same Paul in his other letters, where he writes that we should give thanks in all circumstances. 2020 has been difficult. No one will argue against that. But I do believe it's important for us, especially this week, to examine our lives, to take a moment, and to think about how much we can be thankful for. Corey and Betsy Tinboom were courageous, compassionate Dutch Christians who helped harbor Jews from the Nazis in Holland during World War II. After the sisters were arrested for doing so, they were imprisoned at Ravensbrück, a German concentration camp. And here is an excerpt from The Hiding Place, Corey Tinboom's autobiography, that chronicles a little bit of their time at Ravensbrück. In their barracks, they were shown to a series of massive square platforms stacked three levels high and placed so close together that people had to walk single file to pass between them. Rancid straw was scattered over the platforms, which served as communal beds for hundreds of women. Corey and Betsy found they could not sit upright on their own platform without hitting their heads on the deck above them. They lay back, struggling against nausea that swept over them from the reeking straw. Suddenly, Corey started up, striking her head on the cross slats above. Something had bitten her leg. Fleas, she cried. Betsy, the place is swarming with them. Descending from the platform and edging toward down a narrow aisle, they made their way to a patch of light. Here, and another one, Corey wailed. Betsy, how can we live in such a place? Show us. Show us how, Betsy said matter-of-factly. It took Corey a moment to realize that her sister was praying. Corey, Betsy then exclaimed excitedly, he's given us the answer before we asked as he always does. In the Bible this morning, where was it? Read that part again. Corey checked to make sure no guards were nearby, then drew from a pouch a small Bible she had managed to smuggle into the concentration camp. It was in First Thessalonians, she said, finding the passage in the feeble light. Here it is. Comfort the frightened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's it, Betsy interrupted. That's his answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about this barracks. Corey stared at her incredulously, then around at the dark, foul-smelling room. Such as, she inquired, such as being assigned here together. Corey bit her lip. Oh yes, Lord Jesus. 
such as what you're holding in your hands. Corey looked down at the Bible. Yes, thank you, dear Lord, that there was no inspection when we entered here. Thank you for all the women here in this room who will meet you in these pages. Yes, agreed Betsy. Thank you for the very crowding here. Since we're packed so close, that many more will hear. She looked at her sister expectantly and prodded. Corey? Oh, all right. Thank you for the jammed, crammed, stuffed, packed, suffocating crowds. Thank you, Betsy continued on serenely, for the fleas and for that was too much for Corey. She cut in on her sister. Betsy, there's no way even God can make me grateful for a flea. Give thanks in all circumstances, Betsy corrected. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are part of this place where God has put us. So they stood between the stacks of bunks and gave thanks for fleas. Though on that occasion, Corey thought Betsy was surely wrong. As the weeks passed, Betsy's health weakened to the point that rather than needing to go out on work duty each day, she was permitted to remain in the barracks and knit socks together with other seriously ill prisoners. She was a lightning fast knitter and usually had her daily sock quota completed by noon. As a result, she had hours each day she could spend moving from platform to platform, reading the Bible to fellow prisoners. She was able to do this undetected as the guards never seemed to venture far into the barracks. One evening when Corey arrived back at the barracks, Betsy's eyes were twinkling. You're looking extraordinarily pleased with yourself, Corey told her. You know, we've never understood why we had so much freedom in the big room, Betsy said, referring to the part of the barracks where the sleeping platforms were. Well, I found out. This afternoon, there was confusion in my knitting group about sock sizes, so we asked the supervisor to come and settle it. But she wouldn't. She wouldn't step through the door, and neither would the guards. And do you know why? Betsy could not keep the triumph from her voice as she exclaimed, Because of the fleas. That's what she said. That place is crawling with fleas. Corey's mind raced back to their first hour in the barracks. She remembered Betsy bowing her head and thanking God for creatures that Corey could see no use for. No one will say that 2020 has been easy. It's been quite difficult in a host of ways. But I think... If we're going to be honest, if Corey and Betsy Tinboom can give thanks to God while inside a Nazi concentration camp, friends, I think we can find things for which we can be thankful for in our lives. First, we can and should give thanks for Christ Jesus. Paul, in giving thanks for the Ephesian believers, prayed for them that they would understand just what God had accomplished for them through Christ. Paul understood this reality that no matter how bad things can get in our lives, none of it can overcome or undo what Christ Jesus has accomplished for us. 
and none of them can challenge the impending rule and reign of Christ. Paul writes elsewhere in his letter to the Romans, is there anything on on earth, in heaven or under the earth that can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus? No, there is not. Friends, no matter how bad things get in 2020, we can and should give thanks to God for Christ Jesus. And as a side note, let's not forget that when things are difficult is not the only time we give thanks for Christ. We give thanks when things are going well also. Secondly, we can give thanks for others. Paul gave thanks for these Ephesian believers. Paul continuously in his letters named persons that brought light and life into his life. And I know this Thanksgiving may look different. Again, we may not be able to gather. My parents were supposed to come and we were going to go to my sister's this afternoon. The day they were supposed to leave, my dad called me. He tested positive for COVID. He's he's fine. That doesn't compare to what some people are facing, but it's still difficult. You look forward to seeing those people. You look forward to being face-to-face, to the hugs, the kisses, the handshakes, the laughter. But even still, we can give thanks for those who are in our lives, even if we can't be in the same room together. God has blessed us with so many people So many people that touch our hearts, so many people that touch our lives, so many people that give us just a glimpse of what heaven is like when we are all together. And for those people, we can give thanks. And finally, we can and should give thanks for what we have. Listen to the words of Paul written to the Philippian believers. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him, Christ, who gives me strength. Paul understood whatever his material condition, he could give thanks When I was younger, there was a time when my dad was raising three children on his own and the restaurant he had managed had closed. We we really didn't have a lot of money. We had very little money. And I remember this was right about the time when I was entering middle school. It's a very difficult time in life in general. I would look around at the other kids and I would look at what they had compared to what I didn't have and I would get frustrated. I, I would get down about it. And I remember my dad said something to me one day, I'll never forget. He said, son, you can do one of two things. You can spend your time worrying about what you don't have, or you can enjoy what you do have. I'm still working on that. As I imagine some of you are as well. It's easy to get 
lured into the desire for what everyone else has. It's easy to get lured into chasing after things. There is no inherent good or bad about having things. And yes, things, material things, can be a blessing from God. But friends, we are blessed in order to bless others. And for what we have, we should continually give thanks because it is a blessing from God. A grateful heart, a heart that practices giving thanks is a heart that is not only open to God's blessings, it is a heart that is open to sharing God's blessings with those around us. This week is Thanksgiving. So whether you're gathering in the way you always have or you're doing it via other means, let's take time to be thankful. Let's spend some time thanking God. Let's thank God for what we do have, not complain about what we don't. Let's thank God for the people in our lives, whether we're able to be in person or whether we Zoom together as we cut the turkey in our respective houses. But above all, let's thank God for Jesus Christ. Because friends, we have to remember, hurricanes, pandemics, elections, none of that changes the fact that Jesus Christ lived, died, and rose again and is coming back one day. Friends, for that we can surely give thanks. Would you bow in prayer with me? Lord God, we have much for which we should be thankful. So while we acknowledge our grief, while we acknowledge our pain, our fear, our uncertainty, Lord, still our hearts and help us see just how good to us you have been. Help us follow the examples of Paul and Corey and Betsy and my own father. And let us find the ways in which we can give thanks in all circumstances. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Trinity Podcast. To find out more about Trinity, visit us online at www.trinityreston.org.